When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Football Social Daily. The worst team of the decade. Welcome to a very special episode of Football Social Daily. It's Christmas, so we thought we'd do something fun. My name's Niall. Alongside me in the studio, we've got Marley Anderson. Hello, Marley. Hello. Over there, we've got Phil Hudson. Hello, Phil. Hello. And we've got Stefan Armstrong as well. Hello, Seasons Stephen. greetings. Seasons greetings indeed. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> it's not only the end of the year, 2019, it's also the end of the decade. So we thought we'd do something a bit fun. We've seen a lot of teams of the decade in the Premier League from 2010 to the end of 2019. So we thought we'd do it sport social style and make one the worst Premier League team of the last 10 years, you basically. Have to be different, don't you? We're just negative always around always here. Different. We're just negative around here, Stefan. Nothing spreads Christmas cheer like a lot of hate. Well, crap players is what we're going to be discussing on this podcast. We've got loads of nominations sent in by you guys using our Twitter handle at the Sports Social. So thanks very much for that. But it's our job to go through them. So we've got some nominations. Some names might surprise you. Some probably won't. Uh, Phil and Marley, you're both Newcastle fans and you're shaking your head. There's a lot of Newcastle on here, isn't there? There's there's, there's a lot of North East players. There's also a lot of like... Oh look at woe is me big club like fans sending like oh th- such and such is terrible <laughs> when the reality is they're they're perfectly good footballers they're just disappointed a little bit. I think you need to rename this from the worst eleven of the decade to just the most disappointing eleven. Okay, the biggest flop eleven. Biggest flop eleven. The biggest flop eleven yeah. of the decade. Right, should Call we it get what st- you want? Like if whatever works. None of these players have distinguished themselves. With. That's fair. That's yeah. fair, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Well, all right. So we'll call it, it the players that haven't quite distinguished themselves in the English Premier League <laughs> team of the decade. Perfect. That sounds good to me. Uh, ten years of it as well. We're going to have to sift through. So let's not waste any more time. Let's crack on with it. Of course, we're going to start in the obvious position of goalkeeper. But before we do begin, we need to caveat this with saying we should probably pick it in a 4-4-2 formation because mm-hmm. otherwise we're going to be arguing about oh. formations, holding midfielders, defensive midfielders and all the rest of it. Christmas tree formation's got on. Christmas the tree formation oh. might be suitably apt for the time of year. Um, but certainly one thing that never changes is that you've got one person in goal. And the goalkeeping nominations are Roberto Jimenez, West Ham United, 2019 to present. Claudio Bravo, Manchester City, 2016 to present. And Simon Mignolet, Sunderland, 2010 to 2013, and Liverpool, 2013 to 2019. Now, I know who I would pick for that. I'm going straight in, no questions asked. Roberto is the worst goalkeeper I've seen in the Premier League in the last 10 years. Discuss. He's, he's not very good. He's terrible. He's, he's in our he, team. But he's only played about three games. He's so enough it's very, very difficult to describe someone as the worst keeper in the Premier League of a decade <laughs> when he's played three games. Bravo was, for me, the pick here because he was... I, I don't want to sound my mini layers on the list because he was really good at Sunderland, admittedly for Sunderland. But um, I, I can't, he, he didn't do that badly for Liverpool. He made one horror, horror mistake in a Champions League game that's obviously really, really tainted his legacy, but he's decent. Bravo was crap. Why was Bravo crap? Because he kept, couldn't save the ball, mate, which is quite fundamental for a goalkeeper. <laughs> Nor could Roberto. I, 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 he was I replaced disagree. by David Martin. Three who's games, two three. smaller sample size. 
Bravo's like the most the most impressive number two goalkeeper that Man City have ever had. What? He's a great player. Really? Yeah, I like Claudio yeah. Bravo. I'm not I'd being go, funny. Shea Given, Given was the number two for quite some time. And so Joe no, Hart. So he's nowhere near. Period of time. Well, Marley Bravo's just said right. Joe Hart. I'm starting to think maybe we should have put Joe Hart on this list. No. 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 England legend. He's he's like fell off a cliff form-wise. But the last five the, years of the decade. 2010 to 15, very he was fantastic. Good. Wasn't he? Yeah, Pep I'd agree with Molly in, there. And then Pep came in and said... I'm, I'm, I'm saying he Bravo because he literally, you know, his hands are made of pop doms. <laughs> doesn't stop anything. Biscuit wrists. I think Biscuit. you have to choose players who have who have been in the Premier League for the, the whole decade. And for me, a lot of the players in this list, they're consistently bad. They always get signed by clubs. They're always in the Premier League, but they're consistently average to bad players in the Premier League. And for that reason... Minulazia, man. Wow. Okay. It was like Sunderland's Ooh. player of the year, like three years out of four or something. Yeah, but that's like being the world's tallest midget. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely pointless. Um, we've got a real Fair. split decision here, and I think we're going to have to really butt our heads together and figure out who's going to be on our, in our team as a goalkeeper. I'm, I'm just going to stand by Roberto. I think, I mean, say three games. I think it's been more like seven and games. And also... Two of the guys on this list were brought in as number... Well, certainly Roberto was brought in as a number two. He wasn't brought in as a number one. Bravo, different. Bravo was a number one for a, and was at least a season. Shocking and they replaced him, yeah. Yeah. But Roberto, I, he, he was brought in to be a reserve. He's not... You can't judge, judge him by that standard, really. I, it, it's Bravo for me all day long, because Minile, you can't, you can't... I know Marley's got a point in saying that the point about being Sullivan's player of the year, but at the same time, he's got to... He's done well in a poor side, so no, bravo all day long. Mignolet was the only reason why Sunderland, uh, why Liverpool weren't getting three points in games and always getting draws for consistently for at least two or three I years. I don't, I don't buy that. Hundred percent, don't buy that. 100%. To be fair, I think there's a reason why they went and spent a world record fee on Allison. There exactly. is. Oh yeah, I'm not saying he's. A, I'm but, not saying he's Allison. Yeah. He's not rubbish. He's not. This isn't about is he a bit average. It's about <laughs> is he the worst Premier League goalkeeper. <laughs> In the decade, and it's absolutely crystal clear that he's not. Consistently, from 2010 to 2019, he has been on nobody's wish list. Minule has nah, to be. Has can't, to be. not having that. Has to be. Wow. Okay. Looks Does this like, mean I've got the deciding vote? It looks like vote? Marley's got the deciding vote here. Oh, Put your oh, personal prejudices aside, Marley. The power. Um, I think of the three, I'm going to go with Bravo. Oh, it's victory. It's I'm victory. sorry. Oh. Sorry, Stefan. I'm happy um, with it. Oh. And it's for, it's largely for the reasons we, we've said. Um, Mignolet, all right, he had a couple of de- two hundred and forty five appearances in the decade. That's a, that's a lot. That that's a, a lot. It's a lot for someone it's who, to be who Stefan has said is consistently rubbish. I mean, if, consistently average. If but he was replaced by Brad Jones once, and Brad Jones was equally <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Brad Jones, yeah, agreed. But he's number three. Um, if you gave Roberto Jimenez two hundred and forty five games, you'd be in League Two by <laughs> yeah. by the two hundred and 200th probably. I think you're being generous there um, so yeah Bravo came in for a lot of money was expected to be number one at Man City because uh, he came to replace Joe Hart um, and was generally just a bit rubbish completely um, every time he come off the line it was it was panic stations whereas now when you see Edison come off the line he sweeps everything up properly um, and can save the ball and Bravo Struggled in both departments, which is why I'm considering him as the worst of the three, I think. Well, okay, there we go. It's this man, Claudio Bravo, who's going to be our goalkeeper in the worst 11 of the decade, or should we say biggest flops of the decade? I think we previously agreed that. So uh, let's move on now. Defenders. Now, obviously, we're going to put all these together because there are loads of defenders, but I think we don't need to worry too much about who can play where. I think fullbacks can play either side, I think, for the the purposes of this team. Um, We did pick two left-backs and two right-backs, didn't we? We did. But it depends who's who's worse. Exactly. So the nominations are... Ali Sissoko, formerly of Liverpool and Aston Villa. Jose Basingua, Chelsea and Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, Eliakim Mangala, Man City and Everton. Tal Benayim, Portsmouth, West Ham and QPR. We've also got Phil Jones, Blackburn and still at Manchester United. Titus Bramble, Wigan and Sunderland. And Andre Santos, Arsenal from 2011 to 2013. Shall we start in the fullback positions, Marley? Yeah. Who's catching your eye there out of the, out of the names I've just read out? Um, they're all catching my eye from the from the fact that they're all crap. 
that's the point. That's the um, point of this which show. Is, it's a it's a brilliant selection of of poor players. Um, the one for me is Busingwa, to be honest. Um, Purely for the monobrow. Purely yeah. for the monobrow. It's got to be the worst. Okay. Why has none of his Chelsea teammates said, Jose, mate, you've got the worst monobrow in Chelsea, football you history. To, you meant to have two eyebrows, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he came as a... He was part of the, um, the Porto side that won the 2005 Champions League and he came with 16 million quid. Played four years for Chelsea, one year for QPR. That was at the point where QPR were just buying names. In so case you haven't seen the monitor. Springer's won two Champions Leagues. Exactly, yeah. He's won two so Champions Leagues. How can he be in this? How can he be in two this? Two FA team? Cups, Stefan. <laughs> He's won. He was in the European Championships team Wait, of the tournament in Ale- 2008. Alexander Butner won a Premier League. He wasn't a, wasn't a good player. He wasn't a good but left he, back. He, I tell you what, he was a much worse left back than Jose Bissingwe. Was Bissingwe was right. like the mainstay during these, during these Champions Leagues? Bissingwe played 90 games for Chelsea in three seasons. He can't be in it. He can't be in it because okay. Chelsea side were a really successful. I side also remember Basinga's tackle uh, at Chelsea <laughs> tackle. against two was it? I can't remember. Was he it? was disgusting for in QPR. Was it, was it Man United? He's quite a dirty I don't know. He was rubbish for QPR. Someone it was against Paul Liverpool. Scholes. It was against Liverpool. Was Arsenal. Liverpool? I think Benny Yoon. It was on. Yossi Benny Yoon. I think yes. when it been, he was Arsenal player. Yeah, and Benny Yoon was um, shielding it in the corner in the ninety-second minute, and Basinga instead of trying to. He clearly got annoyed and literally put his studs in the bottom of his back and just booted him into the stand. <laughs> and I was like, that's a bit naughty, mate. Like, just, just go and shoulder barge him out of the way if you want to flatten him, but that's a dick move for me. Well, what we say here about Basingwa, he joined Chelsea from Porto for £16 million. Um, he admittedly did win the 2012 Champions League as part of the Chelsea team. He was in the starting eleven. Um, he also joined QPR after that, as Marley said. felt like a bit of a mercenary move. Um after QPR were relegated, the TV cameras captured him smiling and laughing as he left the pitch. <laughs> exactly. Which I don't think amused many of the QPR supporters inside the ground that day. No, I like that. That shows character. I like that. So he's, like, I like I'm, not, that. I'm not disputing that he's not like a nagger, but he's not the worst fullback. No. There's just there's, no way. There's one name yeah, that really got... stands out to me on here. Yeah, on, I then. think it stands out to everyone, isn't it? Is, is, is it Titus Bramble? It's Titus. <laughs> Can I just read out the clubs? He did Newcastle, then Wigan, then Sunderland, and then mm. he moved to Stow Market Town. <laughs> How yeah, about that? Uh, yeah, but... After three years in retirement, so three years without a club, <laughs> and then he's playing for Stone Market in Ipswich. There's one thing that illustrates my point wonderfully, right? And that's if you type in on YouTube footballers of the Premier League, um, number one on that list is Titus Bramble, Brilliant. and the soundtrack to that compilation is Daniel Powter Bad Day. Wow! <laughs> so I think that sums up everything. I thought um, you were going to say the Benny Hill theme tune. <laughs> it looks like we're going to focus on centre-backs for the time being then. I think we might have to come back well, to I mean, full-backs. The, the list here, it's it's really obvious who your centre-halves are going to be. It's going to be Titus. I'm I think we're unanimous on that. in agreement with Bremble, and, yeah. And you've got to say Tal- Talpenayim. Yes! I've been plumping for Talpenayim. However, I'm going to caveat this because Niall clearly has a personal vendetta yes. against yes. Ben Haim. Yep. So I'm not entirely certain that that's, that's fair. Well, not the uh, nothing to do with the fact he was absolutely appalling as a footballer. But, yeah, but you you have the vendetta against him because he rinsed Portsmouth of cash when they were skint. He, 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 he stole good... a living as a Premier League centre back. That's why I've got a vendetta. No, yeah, you, you would if you could. Before he did well with Bolton. I think he played something like ninety, 90 games at Bolton. Okay, and, and then went and decent looking and went player. to Chelsea on the back of it. He what's, the, what's the running theme through Tal Benayim's career? <laughs> well, he goes wherever Avram Grant goes. One hundred percent. It's exactly that, Stefan. It's exactly that. Jobs he for goes the wherever. Avram Grant goes. Avram Grant was at Chelsea. Brought him. Where's from, Avram Grant now? I don't know where he is. I think he's at. Can, he, can he be the manager of this worst eleven of the? Well, I don't know. He's definitely in with a shout. Um, two relegations in successive seasons, where definitely. But he took Talbanaim from Bolton to Chelsea, and then he took him from Chelsea to Portsmouth, and then Avram, after managing the probably the worst Portsmouth side of the last however many years, took. The job at West Ham and then took Tal Benayim with him. And to make matters worse, he then joined QPR in 2013. He's an absolutely dreadful defender. Mercenary. And for me, has to be in this team. If if Titus Bramble is getting in, then Tal Benayim so we've got, has we've to be in. Bramble we're, we're and we've got Benayim. We're starting to get the spine now, aren't we? Yeah, I like yeah. it. So we're we, starting we, to get the spine of a team here. I'm so happy with it. Are we confirming our centre halves as Titus Bramble? Titus Bramble. And Tal Benayim. Yeah. So. The other nominations were Phil Jones was on there. 
Yeah, I is I that actually, too harsh? I thought it was going to take quite a lot to get me not to pick Phil Jones, but then we compiled this list and I thought they're so bad that you can't have Phil Jones again. Purely because he was Phil Jones has played thirty there. games for England, right? He's been at Man U for how long? Since twenty eleven. He can't be on there. He's got, he can't uh, be on there. He's, he's, he's turned down. Um, I think he hasn't he a testimonial because he said Has no he? one would turn yeah, up. Yeah, because he yeah. said no one would turn up because he's basically a laughing stock. The thing is, though, with Phil Jones, 165 games for Manchester United. He's not rubbish. Sir Alex Ferguson said that he could be the next Duncan which, Edwards. Which was, that was a mistake. He was, was also that's, tipped that's as the next never, his career went down. He's no. never ever ever lived that down. No. Is, is that Alex's fault? Sir Alex's fault rather I'll, than Phil Jones being a bad player? No, I just or is think it, that is he, some players who show promise don't end up being all that. And that's, Alex that's Ferguson happens. said that Phil Jones could be the best player ever for Man United. He, he probably, ever. He probably, including in 2011, best, he probably Law, could have been. Charlton, everyone. It was, it, it was, a, it was a lot best. of pressure to put on a player. It, At the end of the day, he's not worse than Ben Aim and he's not worse nah, than Bramble. So he, I, don't I reckon I could name three centre-halves Newcastle have had who are worse players than Phil Jones. OK, and what about Elohim Mangala? That's a podcast not, on its own, that. <laughs> <laughs> we've not even mentioned Mangala. I like, I like Mangala on this list just because, what, 50-odd appearances in five-odd years at Man City and then a free transfer to Valencia kind of says everything. And then he mm. went to Everton, of course, on loan uh, in 2018, played about two games before busting his ligaments. And yeah, being out maybe again. he's not just the worst player. Maybe he's been quite unlucky, but it's just not worked out from there, is it? Right, okay. The only, the only way you could make a case for um, Mangala is if you were taking into account the ma- amount of money that was spent on him because he was 40 million or 42 million. Yeah. But if you t- if judging it on terms of ability, no one comes close to Titus Bramble and Tan- <laughs> Tal Ben Aim. Well, so. in a flash, we've managed Can, to sort out our two centre backs. I'll Tal be ben perfectly honest with you now. Titus like, Bramble. I've never even heard of Ali Sissoko. I've just what, really? I've forgotten exactly. who he is. Excellent Lyonnais. He once got knocked back, this is a true story, from a move to AC Milan because of his teeth. <laughs> Failed a wow. medical because apparently having really bad teeth shows um, problems with your bone development. So you know how AC Milan have got the um, the lab and stuff like that where all the players go? And, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it sounds a bit dodgy given yeah. Serie A's history of things right and, now. Um, yeah, Sissoko failed a medical because of his teeth. Wow. Ooh. Is he uh It's like Juventus not signing Kaka because of his surname. <laughs> it's like Tony Pulis not signing Denver Bar because he was waiting for his knee. He described it as a time bomb to explode. <laughs> and yeah. we're still waiting for it to go. That's so. why Denver Bar is so well, cheap. Is he, Ali Sissoko has gone into room 101 for me. I have no recollection of who this guy is. Okay, well, he, he's French. He joined Liverpool on loan from Valencia in 2013. He played 15 times. Um, in that season, you remember the Gerard Slip season when there was Sturridge and Suarez ah, and Sterling. So Brendan Rogers side. The Brendan Rogers side. Um, and then somehow, after Liverpool decided they weren't going to uh, keep him, they, they let him go to Aston Villa where he got relegated. He's now 32 and plays for Antalya Spore in Turkey. Every, every average football player moves to Antalya Spore in Turkey. That's <laughs> what that team is consists of. Okay, he's That's average. What Turkish is, is he worthy of a place? <laughs> is he worthy of a place in the team, Alex? I don't know enough about him. I, I can't yeah, say. We don't have that many fullback options. I mean, like one of the names that was in my head for this was Alan Hutton. Oh, really? Yeah. Because wow. I was like, <clears throat> he, he's had like a decent Premier League career for basically just being like Villa and a complete oh, no. hatchet man. Alan Hutton is the owner of, well, the, the man who had the best loan spell of ever, anyone ever, because he once got a six month loan to Mallorca. Oh, lovely. While, it, while he was at Villa. And it was in January. So see, oh, he escaped that. rainy, horrible England and he went to Mallorca for six gonna months. He's going to raise you Julian Forbear, like, but going to Real well, Madrid from West Ham. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. From West Ham's bench. <laughs> but uh, no, I think Alan Hutton, he was he leapt out of me and it didn't get. There's been so many, like, because all you've really got to do as a fullback is get up and down the pitch, haven't you? Yeah. That's um, all you've got to do as a fullback. Phil Hudson's guide just, to I've being just, a Premier League just fullback. Just ruined every just single fullback. Down. But the name there was a name came up before. Who's worse than he? Butner. He was garbage. Alex Butner. He was. He was yeah. very close to making this list. You know, we've Andre only got Santos one right back. Is the other. Yeah, I mean, I've got one Agro right Santos, as I've decided to call him. Agro Santos. Wow. Yeah, um, was pretty average as well. Like, but again, he cost a lot as well yeah, yeah. I, think I think he was we, 11 million I think we looked at him as well before he, and yeah. he decided to go to Arsenal and he wore number 11 at left back that's always annoying yeah couldn't defend out of the two for me Andre Santos is the one so we need to make a decision on our full backs now so I'm, I'm going Santos and I'm going to go I'm going to stand by my Alan Hutton shout <laughs> Santos and Hutton for Phil Stefan I'll take Santos and for the fact I've never really heard of him Sissoko he must have been bad 
I think the Basingwa thing of him winning so much has thrown me, but I do think he's an absolute <laughs> the laughing when he got relegated from <laughs> QPR. Um, so for that reason, um, I think Basingwa's omitted for me. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Santos. I think that's that's fair enough, isn't it, Andre Santos? Yep. And again, Sissoko, just bang average player, bang average player, and um, yeah, probably never to be seen in the Premier League again. So that'd be my two: Santos and Sissoko. Do you think we can like uh, yeah. arrange some sort of reunion for these guys? Maybe on a show next year. Get Titus Bramble in. Get I'm ben sure. I'm, in, I'm sure after listening to this, well, judging, judging by the in. theme, they'd want a load of money and do nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, they wouldn't be able to get past security on the door either. They're all that rubbish. <laughs> um, I'll probably go for Andrea Santos as well. That's a clean sweep at left back. He's in. Um, who? What are this foot so far for right back? We've got Hutton, who's not even on the list. I've just, I've just gone rogue. Ali Sissoko. Who did you say? Oh, I said Sissoko and Santos. Right. Well, I was going to go for Basingwa. Wow. Just because. So Sissoko makes it. So on Sissoko the majority makes vote, it yeah. on, a, on a majority. Yeah. It's an absolute cop out from Marley that. Ali Why? Sissoko. He's in. He's in <laughs> the team. Good. I picked a natural right back off the list. Yeah, I picked a natural right back as well. Well, I say natural right back. We haven't got a picture of him. You being, can't have him in the team. Yeah, We've I'm got being no pictures. You've ruined my preparation there, Phil, if you pick Hutton. I'm, I'm being generous to describe any of those players as natural footballers, I feel. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Right, midfield. We're right. flying through this. Looks like we need to choose our midfield. Um, no one's really sort of banged the drum for uh, for any of these players to be vehemently excluded from the list. I think we've done a pretty good job. This of could have been a long, list. long list. This really could. Fair. There's been There's a lot of bang average in this list, though, as well, isn't there? The like last ten years. Like oh, yeah. Paulinho is in this list because he was good at uh, Corinthians. Then Tottenham paid a lot of money for him and he didn't do much and he went to Gangzu Evergrande and where did he go after that? He's still there. Barcelona. Barcelona. He's still Barcelona. No. He played for Barcelona. He's still at uh, no, Gangzu Evergrande. He was at Barcelona for about eight months. He was on loan, wasn't he, for the season? And then went back to China. But played four years for Barcelona. Why does that mean anything? Alex Butner played for Manchester United. We've just discussed this and he Mm. was rubbish. Polinio... Playing for Barcelona is a different different thing altogether. In that midfield, but you've got to be able to play a little bit. Barcelona aren't in the Premier League, and that's what we're discussing. No, 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 I agree. I'm just yeah. saying it's a story, isn't it? It's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But my favourite story for anyone who's uh, who's ever seen um, the Netflix documentary Here we go. Sunderland Till I Die Jack is is all about Jack Rodwell, yep. who when Sunderland were oh, literally absolutely penniless. Can you do an impression of him sat on the injury bench? Like, yeah, just like. Uh, well, my agents told me not to play. Yeah. My agents told me not to play. <laughs> and uh, and managed to sign for Sunderland and not win a game for 39 Premier League games. <laughs> Took <clears throat> shed loads of money off them. Was asked to terminate his contract about three times. Yeah, 45 grand a week, was Refused it? on the rest. I think it wow. might have been 45 grand after tax. At St. James's Park, are there like, any fans There's a Jack there? Rodwell suite. Mr. James yeah. is parking off. I was going to say, have any fans got his name on the back of a shirt or anything? No, mate, because we, we don't really care about someone that no, much. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he, he's, he's got to be straight in there, isn't he? Because he looked all right, Evan, as well, for a little while. And then his career's just got... It's it's the largest, most impressive nosedive I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm sure he'll definitely be uh, under consideration, Jack Rodwell. But let's go through some of the other nominees on this list of midfielders. Jordan Ibe is in there. Liverpool 2012 to 2016 before joining AFC Bournemouth. Uh, Gabriel Obertan, remember yes. him. Gabby uh, Obertun was mint. <laughs> well, well, we'll come to that in a sec. Didier Ndong, Sunderland and Watford for a brief spell as well. Um, we've also got Jack Rodwell, as we've just discussed. Paulinho at Tottenham. Ravel Morrison, who's played for three different Premier League clubs this decade. Angel Di Maria and Florian Tovan. So we've got a few Newcastle representatives in there. Uh, before we come back to the Jack Rodwell thing, go on, Phil. Bang the drum. Rest your case for uh, Gabriel Obertam. Why should he not be included in the list? Because I thought he was bang average. He was average, but he's not one of the worst players of the decade. There's no way. He made, he made 60 appearances for Newcastle side that in his first season oh. finished fifth. And he was a big part of that. Stretching play, being pacey down the flank. He didn't have a lot of quality on the ball. He scored and- twice in five years. <laughs> sure. He's on the list. He is on he the list. He scored two goals in five years. Came from Manchester United. I've not even got the energy to argue with you about. Yeah, he came, he came from Manchester United just the season after they had won the. Are Champions you going to let me? Are you going to let me finish my point? Go on, go on. So his, his role was to stretch the play, make the pitch wide, created plenty of goals, and who yeah. took his place in Newcastle United? Hatan Ben Arthur, one of the most gifted French right wingers of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> Obertan was not that bad. We've had worse right wingers than Obertan this decade. We've had worse right wingers. Probably. He's not that bad. Talvan might have been one of them. Ta- Talvan was 
a totally different kettle of fish. <laughs> and, and annoyingly, is brilliant at Marseille. Yeah. But nah, not for me, Obertan. I mean, I didn't get us wrong, he wasn't great. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, wow, what a player. But we've had worse players. We've got worse players now. I think his saving grace you, is that you've you watched only Christian paid 3 recently. Three yeah. million is all you paid for him. Yeah, I think three million quid. That's your only saving grace. Two goals in fifty-eight appearances in five years is, is a terrible record. Says, it says quite even, a lot that he's only he's not even the worst million. player. He's not even the worst player we've signed from Manchester United this decade. Well, also we've compiled <laughs> a list before of the worst Manchester players, and he was definitely un- amongst the running for that. He's also yeah. currently playing in the Turkish second division. What for Antalya Spor? Not for Antalya Spor. That's how bad he is. He's not even good enough for Antalya Spor. <laughs> Uh, the scrap heap of Turkey. Phil's not having Gabriel Obertan. No. Um, I, I, I see which way the tide's going on. At there's all. a couple of other wingers on the list, Stefan. I wouldn't be so sure. Jordan Ibe, uh, Angel Di Maria's on there. Tovan, yeah, another former I think Jordan man. Ibe, it's too soon to really, really put him on this list. Um, Jack Rodwell, for me, definitely got to be on the list. Sorry, too Phil. Too soon? But Gabby Obertan's on the list. But my biggest mistake of the beginning of the season was um, saying that Ravel Morrison could be the dark horse of the Premier League season. <laughs> he could make his comeback with Sheffield United. Oh my and God. it's just proved to me and everybody else who didn't doubt him that um, he is actually dreadful. Ravel so Morrison. He's on it. He, uh, he joined Sheffield United in the summer, didn't he? I think he's played just one game for Sheffield United. Yeah, he um, played in the Cup, I think. Rio Ferdinand, when... Ravel Morrison was at Manchester United said that he was the best talent of the youth players that he had seen whilst he had been at Manchester United. Basically, anybody senior at Man United should not say anything about a youth player coming through because it just messes up. Um, I can't believe he's back in the Premier League in 2019. I think if he had still been overseas in the wilderness somewhere, I don't think he would have even been considered for this list. Because for West Ham, he was half decent. But the fact he's come back for Sheffield United and... You know, he's meant to be this sort of maverick player. It's just never really happened for him. And I think, like you said at the top of the show, if this was a, a team of flops that promised so much at the start of 2010 to the end of 2019, I think you definitely have to put him amongst the runners. In terms of unfulfilled potential, there's no one with more of it than Ravel Morrison, to be fair. No one with more who did less. Yeah, he had. He literally had it all. I mean, Stefan mentioned he, people talking about him. Skulls, Ferdinand, they all said he's, he's better than Pogba. He used to take the mick out of the first team uh, when he came and got involved in training um, I've said this on the podcast before I played against him once at five aside when my my uh, five aside game got cancelled and I didn't realise it was him at first and you know how you always say I wonder how good I am compared to if you were facing a, a Premier League footballer Yeah, well, I was I didn't know I was just running around and then this kid got the ball in trackies and long sleeves and a snood it was middle of winter and all of a sudden, he just went from first gear to fifth and just ripped the entire team. We were like, bloody hell, what else, What the hell happened there? And I looked at his face, he, his snood came down a little bit. I was like, ah, that's Ravel Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of Manchester, he's, he's here with his mates who were a little bit on the, on the wouldn't mess with them side. So they had a proper horrible team to play because they're all really good as well. But when he got it, it was like... When I realised it was him, I was like, I'm going to try my hardest just to get near him. And if I get the ball off him once, I'd, I'd be buzzing. I couldn't get near him. I was, it wasn't in the same postcode as him. He was just way ahead of everyone. And I was like, Christ. Like, it's a bad person to compare yourself to because Real he Ferdinand, had all Alex this. Ferguson, Marley Anderson. Marley Anderson. Yes, there you go. Well, Marley might have made a case to keep Ravel Morrison out of the team. <laughs> what? Maybe. How good he is. Maybe. Um, you said a minute ago, Stefan, that you don't think Jordan Ives should no. be considered because yeah. it's too soon. He's made his first Eight appearance years, of the mate. decade in 2012. But he's not done that bad, man, has he? Well, I don't know. What's he done? One goal in 41 Premier League appearances for Liverpool. 15 million, a club record fee to join Bournemouth. Three goals in 76 appearances since. In total, that's 119 appearances. Four goals, and he's also programme that's due to standing car into a coffee shop. Crashed his car into a coffee shop. He did. He crashed. Oh, worse goal record than Gabby Obertan. Just for the record. (laughs) To be honest, we'd all forgotten about uh, Jordan Ibe, and then he crashed his uh, car into a coffee shop, and we thought, oh. Jordan Ibe, he's got... I think he Eddie Howe forgotten about him as well, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, one thing he I did don't... forget to do was swap his insurance details. That's why he's going to court. Yeah, not, yeah. not looking at the statistics here, but I'm, 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 it wouldn't have been anywhere near my list as one Club of the worst for of the Bournemouth, ten though. last year. I know, but Bournemouth have bought 
some garbage and paid like serious money for them. But you think that in a side like Bournemouth, Jordan I might have more of a chance to shine. Does, oh, does he still play first team for Bournemouth? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, kind he, of. when he can, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Bournemouth signed everyone for 15 million quid. I don't know if everyone's noticed. Yeah, it's median just, price point for them. Yeah, isn't they've it? got one check and it just it's got 15 million like price like stamped into it, <laughs> and they just pencil in the name. It's like RRP stickers. Jordan like, Ibe, yeah. Dominic Solanke, but all, Calvin all Wilson. All these players have got like a big like red mark against them in terms of something they've done badly. Jordan Ibe, can we just say that he's just kind of just been there and he's just been meh. All right, so who we're going for then? Well, Angel Di Maria has definitely gone under the radar in this conversation. No one's messaged here. Oh, um, oh, he's, he's, he was world class. Because he's not rubbish. That's he's why he's gone under the radar. Because he's brilliant. But in the Premier disappointed League, disappointed at Manchester United. But was still well, he, he spent ha- one season in the Premier League with the price tag, and this is a Premier League team of the last ten years. What, let's let's not take. It? Let's not get jaded million. by the fact that. Di Maria's been class in other teams like PSG and Real Madrid. Yeah. Let's wasn't, focus on his time at Manchester United for a year. But he wasn't rubbish. I, I would argue if you're going to pick someone to play on the wing for Manchester United in this decade, why is Alexis Sanchez not on this list? Because Alexis he Sanchez was mustard for Arsenal. So Arsenal. Yeah, but, but he was worse than Di Maria at, at Man United. Yeah, but in, in the, the Premier League as a, as, a whole, as a whole. Yeah, but I, I think, think, I think Di Maria's, work out for Di Maria's it, rubbish level is still different levels to most players who play in the Premier League day in, day out. The the only thing for me about Di Maria that saves him potentially not going in this team is the fact that he was managed by Van Gaal, who was convinced that 3-5-2 worked and it would work with any players in it. And he ended up playing Di Maria squashed in at left wing back and he did look awful. But then he played him in his best position, I think, once. And he scored that amazing goal at Leicester. Leicester, like, chipped the key. Yeah, he chipped the goal. He was fantastic. And it was like, oh, right, here we go. Here he's going to kick on now, and he just didn't. No, nah, not for me. He can't go on the list. I, let's, think, let's... I think we need to firm this list up. Okay, I'm a big, big advocate of Didier and Dong being in the list. Okay, let's move on to central midfield players, Didier and we'll come back Dong. to our wingers. Didier and Dong, yeah, certainly one uh, that will <laughs> send shivers down the spine of any Sunderland fan. Uh, they played a cup. They paid a club record 14 million pounds for Ndong when they signed him. Um, and I've written in my notes here, he was useless. The club were relegated to the championship for the first time in 10 years. He got sent off in January uh, 2018 in a championship game, admittedly. Um, never played for Sunderland again after that. He was loaned to Watford. Um, he never played for Watford in 2018. He was loaned to Watford and never played a single game for them because obviously they didn't rate him. Um, he then had to return to Sunderland, by which time they had been relegated to League One. And uh, yeah. he then had to leave the UK because his residential permit expired. So, and Dong's not had a good time of it in the UK. <laughs> put, it, put, it put it like this. Someone once signed a player from Inter Milan called Ricky Alvarez and then cancelled oh, the yeah. transfer, right? I mean, it ended up going to court and Sunderland had to pay nine million quid not to sign the player. And he's still better value for money than Didier Dong provided. <laughs> <laughs> and Dong's definitely in with a shout for, for central midfield players. Um, I think that uh, was one was recommended by Adam Brown as well, who straight away when I said, can you think of any terrible central midfield players of the last 10 years? He went, and Dong, immediately yeah. went in. Um, again, it's that way up that we're making decisions between club record fee and what they've actually provided. And, and but, I think but he was yeah, a crap side. Like the difference between Ndong and Di Maria is... Di Maria has proved his quality at other places. Admittedly, that doesn't come into our our reckoning, but you have to consider it. And Didier Ndong has been rubbish. I, other than these two clubs, I can't name a club he was at. Other than who who signed him from? Who Sunderland signed him from? Was it Marseille or something no like that? No idea. But does he? Does yeah, he have a he, team? He's in it for me, to be honest. Dion uh, Ndong. Any player you've got to rely on the UK authorities to get rid of is a bad player. <laughs> <laughs> like, like seriously, I like that. Um, it sounds like he's a a banker then for our central midfield position. I'd but pick we need, Ndong. We need to Phil, pick a partner pick for Ndong? him. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. And Dong. It sounds like and Dong is I'll, in the side. I'll take Ndong, We're the yeah. only four Can't people who've that. ever wanted to pick Didier and Dong. Anything. <laughs> um, he needs a central midfield partner. So you mentioned Jack Rodwell taking a nosedive. Phil uh, Paulinho is also a possibility. Out of those two, it seems like a no-brainer to you. It's Rodwell all day. Rodwell. Rodwell all day. Jack Rodwell. Um, Jack Rodwell. Is it just purely because he played so little over the last? Well, he, he made rubbish. his Premier League debut in 2007. He's just rubbish. I think the, the decline was just so obvious and so public. It was just it was just horrible to watch, wasn't it? He was admittedly quite a good player at Everton. Man City kind of do this to a lot of players. They go, 
you know, command a high transfer fee and then just go out to die. You know what I mean? Wow. At Sunderland, that was just shocking. What was he still on? Forty-five grand a week or whatever, and they were in League One, and he was just like, "Nope, not moving. Don't have to. You're still paying me under contract." That for me suggests he's a bit of a bit not, of a not a great person guy. You wouldn't like. And uh, what was it earlier this season that he said he wanted to go to Roma on loan and to Roma oh, yeah. on trial? He had a trial at Roma, I think. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, they didn't sign him, and he got signed for Blackburn. Yeah, he's currently at Blackburn, but Phil mentioned it, I think, earlier in 2017. He ended a drought of 1,370 days in winning a Premier League game uh, in which he'd started. So every time he started a game, basically, he didn't win. That was uh, 39 matches in a row. So Enough ridiculous. Said. In. 39 games. That's a whole season without winning a single game. That's absolutely mental. Um, looks like Paulinho's not, no, well, like not going to get a look in here. Um, again, ah. good goal-scoring record at Corinthians. Um, Tottenham signed him for £70 million, which was the club record at the time. Never really happened for him at Spurs. He lasted a season and then ended up being shipped out to China. One of the first to go over to China. He's not there for me, Paulinho, but... So I'm saying, play Morrison drifting in off the left. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we're thinking tactics now. And I'm going to say... Fl- Two left-backs in the team, but we've, Fl- now we're talking tactics. Florian, Torvan will be, will be mine. We haven't discussed Torvan, have we? Right, um, we've got Ndong and Rodwell as our central midfield players. I think that's yeah. pretty yeah. fair, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, we're agreed yeah, on yeah. that much. Torvan was so frustrating. 15 million was right at the top end of Newcastle's... Um, Record fees, really. It, other than Michael Owen for 16 or 18 or whatever yeah. it rose to. Um, he was right at the top and he was this promising, amazing winger for Marseille. And after Ben Arthur, Newcastle will, fans were like, oh, yeah, we've got another French winger. He loves to play on the right and cut in onto his left. He was basically the next Ben Arthur. And he turned up and he was just... He hated the cold. He was weak. He got nudged off the ball dead easy. And I think in like his third game, we played him against um, Northampton in the Carling Cup, as it was then, and he absolutely tore them apart. And it was like, all right, he's found his form, he's found his confidence now. Found his level against Northampton. Turned out he'd found his <laughs> level, and uh, yeah, I think six months later he went back to uh, he went to Marseille on on loan, the and then they signed him proper. Became a world and then he became yeah. a world beat, football and now of, Bayern Munich have been trying to sign him. Values him at forty five million euros. Yeah, <laughs> tremendous. A strong late surge there for Tovan. We need to pick two wingers, guys. Uh, Angel Di Maria, Ravel Morrison, Jordan Ibe, or Florian Tovan. Well, oh, we're going to need to pick two of those Please, four. please, please, can we have Ravel Morrison and Obertan? I know Phil doesn't want that, of but Obertan, yeah. 100%. Can't, can't, can't get behind it. Uh, I'm, I'm standing by Morrison and Tovan. Well, Ravel Morrison, I think, is in. I think for the potential he showed to then what he actually delivered yeah. for me, despite the fact he skinned Marley's five-a-side team inside out. <laughs> Uh, on a cold winter's day in, in Manchester somewhere. Uh, I think Morrison's in for me. Marley? Uh, I'm not going to pick Ravel Morrison in my team because I'm scared of his, uh, <laughs> scared of his five-a-side team. He knows where he lives. Yeah. Um, I'll go for Tauvan and I'll go for Di Maria. Tauvan and Di Maria? Ooh, yeah. Looks like a bit of a split. It comes down to me <laughs> for uh, for a final decision. Uh, I would have gone, I think, for Jordan Ibe, I think, for what it was, for, for what he's delivered again. Probably not worth it. So I South think... South Coast prejudice coming through On there, that basis... <laughs> Florian's in, get in. I think Tovan makes way into the worst Premier and League Ravel. team of the last 10 years. Ravel Morrison joining him as well. Right, now it starts to get juicy. Because strikers... Oh, this is so If you're easy. talking about this a crap so player of the last 10 years... Everyone always thinks about strikers and who scored goals or who hasn't scored goals for that matter. Tell you what, so let's go through our nominations. We've got some absolute belters in here. Jotzi Outerdoor is one, <laughs> formerly of Hull City and Sunderland. Are these just Sunderland players that we're well, talking about? Today. Been Sunderland and Newcastle years. players. Yeah, Vincent Janssen, formerly of Tottenham for three seasons. Yeah. Radamel Falcao, remember him? He was on loan at both Manchester United and Chelsea for two yeah. consecutive seasons. Here's one that I never thought I'd be mentioning on the Football Social Daily. David and Gog. Whoa, what a guy. Goggy. And finally, Roberto Soldado is our final nominee for the worst strikers of the decade. We need to pick two of these guys. Yeah. Um, who wants to kick us off? I'd like to kick off, please. Go on. Uh, Go starting on. with uh, Josie Altador. Anybody who's scored two goals in 70 appearances in English football deserves to be on this list. And then he's moved to the MLS, where he's got uh, he scores a goal every other game. <laughs> so it just proves how bad he is. Uh, and partnering him up front is David Ngog. <laughs> Partly because Ngog is the only player on this list who I've seen live. 
Now, I saw him um, play against Hearts when he played for Ross County. Uh, <laughs> Ross County, a team of which he appeared for 10 times, scoring one goal and then got dropped and never played again. So wow. if Ross County drop him in this decade, then I think we need to drop him in this team in this decade. And Gog, <laughs> Altidore. Wow, David and Gog, Liverpool 2008 to 2011, Bolton 2011 to 2014, and then he popped up at Swansea City for a bit in 2014, which yeah, I were, completely shot, shocked me. You won a raffle. Into this. Won a raffle to get that, <laughs> that won contract. You won a competition. He'd come to out of a, a, Tom, a Tom Bowler at. Uh, Swan, that, Swansea Town. Is that to replace Wilfred Bonney or somebody like that? Uh, Tell you what, Wilfred Wilfred Bonney at Man City should be definitely on this list. Uh, Bonney was David uh, and Gog, by the way. We did actually discuss Bonney, but he was so he was prolific at Swansea. He was amazing yeah. at Swansea. He was too good so at Swansea. David really and Gog, be. by the way, Jean Alain Boomsong's cousin. Oh wow! Wow, that Football makes all kinds of sense. That's I'd love to be enough. in their Christmas dinner. That's good enough to put him in the list. I, I wouldn't. Think. The bloody um, drop everything. We'll wait and see. So Josie Altador and David and Gog. Is uh, Stefan's plump? What about you, Phil? There's no way that you can't pick Altador and Gog on ability because Janssen, Falcao, and Soldado are just different kind of level footballers. So if you're looking at the worst, I think it's a no-brainer. I do think that Janssen was pretty awful. He was really, really bad. But if 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 someone if Spurs had came to me now and said. It said to me last year, "Do you want Vincent Janssen at Newcastle?" I'd have gone, "Yeah, I'll take a punt on him." I, I was thinking the same. So when he was when he was just not getting a game, I thought, "Well, we, we, we we'd have a, we'd have a punt on we'll him. We'll take a punt, yeah." Yeah. Um, Did he not go out on loan at all? Went to Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce, right. yeah. Antalya Sport were upset to be interested. <laughs> um, so Falcao was just a flop as well. So I don't think he was a bad. But player. then, but then went back somewhere and has done okay again. Has he gone back to Monaco, Falcao? Yeah, uh, he went back, captain the team, did well at- last season. No, is it? Where is he now, Falcao? I don't know. We'll, um, we get into it. Let's have a look. It's Turkey, I think. <laughs> of course it's it is. It's Galatasaray. Of course it but is. But he's too good for Alanyaspor. Yeah, too. But he, so he, he's, he went uh, back he's to Monaco and did well for, for, for a season or two, I think. Yeah, he did. He went back. Um, but, but in the Premier League, he was on loan at Manchester him, yeah. United. Yeah. He said that he was oh, going to make himself a club legend. Yeah, yeah. He said he was going to make himself a Manchester United legend and he would stay there for years to come. Manchester United had an option to buy him at the end of his loan spell for 50-odd million and they said no because he was that I'm bad. Not surprised. But I've never seen a player lose confidence so quickly as Falco, Falcao coming over. 265 League. grand a week at Old Trafford as well. Yeah, he was on a lot. Yeah. Do, do you know what? The, the, money, the biggest yeah. idiots out of that whole story were Chelsea for taking a punt on him after seeing what he did at Man United for a year. Yeah. That was mad. Agreed. He scored just one goal at Chelsea and in the end uh, got replaced by Alex Pato. Who was also rubbish. Who was also Pato, poor. Yeah. A FIFA legend, but terrible in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, I, say, when, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt that it has to be the first two. But for me, you've got to caveat by saying that Janssen, Falcao and Soldado were all incredibly disappointed. Yeah, Soldado was signed in the same window as Paulinho. Uh, 30 million quid, which again, overtaking Paulinho as a club record signing for Tottenham. Seven goals in 52 games, scored one goal in the calendar year of 2014. This is Spurs' leading striker. One goal in the entirety of 2014. That was against Cardiff, who got relegated that season. Um, and he left to return to Spain just two years after signing for 30 million quid. Soldado, I remember watching Match of the Day week after week and thinking he's never going to score. He's got a great name though, doesn't he? Soldado! <laughs> yeah, I think they nicknamed him Bobby Soldier as well, which I, I just quite liked. I don't Bobby know why. Soldier. Bobby Soldier. Bobby <laughs> um, Soldier. I don't know what it means, but I like it. The running theme here in this list I've noticed is if you're a prol- prolific goal scorer for AZ Alkmaar, you're going to be crap in the Premier League because yeah. Altidore and Janssen, both absolute bagsmen for Alkmaar, are coming to <laughs> the Premier League. I think he played for Heron uh, I think he might have done as well. Oh, but, right. um, for Alkmaar, he scored a lot of goals. Um, that Was that when they won the title? Alkmaar won whole, the title. This whole list is people who, who started in Holland at AZ Alkmaar, came to Britain or England, didn't do very well, and then moved to Antilles Ball. <laughs> There's a simple so thing can, that connects so yeah, all these players. We can, we can track... We that can track is... like this Hall of Arse player. Yeah. That's his career path. Yeah. Obscure right. foreign league, England, Turkey. It sounds like by process of elimination, we could pick any of these. It seems like Falcao might have got away with this one. He's fluked it, he's out. He's fluked he's it, he's right. not he, in the by team. By the way, only... Falcao scored 30 goals his first season out of the Premier League. Yeah. And then like 
he was averaging a goal every 58 minutes the season after that in League One because I've just checked he just disappointed he's you still mean French player. League One not English League One <laughs> yeah yeah not, not Didier <laughs> and Dong, not Didier and Dong League One Ligue 1 uh, Vincent Janssen again as bad as he was for three years at Tottenham never really did it seems like he's too good to be I don't think he ever got, I, I actually don't think Janssen got a particularly fair crack at Tottenham so he, I think he got enough of a crack to do more over three but years uh, maybe yeah maybe it's poor isn't it Rob, Roberto Soldado Again, just two years at Tottenham, 30 million quid, one goal in the calendar year 2014, which is crap, but it looks like he still might not make the team. Yeah. Which speaks volumes about our two strikers for our team. Josie Altidore is one. (laughs) Just look at him. Absolute specimen of a man. We all voted for Altidore, didn't we? Altidore's in. Altidore's an absolute unit. Oh, no. Uh, Big American guy. um, Didn't do it in the Premier League. He is in our team. Yep. And are we all in unanimous agreement that David and Gog yeah. takes the final spot as striker in our team? Wow, I think I we've got think our so. 4-4-2, lads, and we'll go through that full team in a second. But before we do, are there any honourable mentions, your Alan Huttons of this world, that you think, oh, who was omitted from this list that should have been on it? Anyone who played for Sunderland. Anyone, <laughs> just basically, basically, if you go through like the players they've had, you could make a compelling case for an awful lot of players who've played significant amount of football for Sun and Lee Catmull. I'm just putting that out there. Equally, there's like there's so many clubs in the Premier League who've been there for two or three seasons who like players have stolen a living or not stolen a living, just not been very good. Yeah. I'm talking about your sort of Gareth McCauley's at West Brom and you know Fantasy basically, football legend yeah, Gareth basically McCauley. any fullback who's played for Crystal Palace until until uh, Van Arnholt went there. Jordan <laughs> Much would be mine. I wanted him to be on the list. One season at Cardiff, Tosh. Who, who's the lad who played um, with a lot of promise and oh. rarely played? So I think it would have been would have been a fair enough. Is it, is it Mooney who played up front for, for Huddersfield. Huddersfield last season? Steve Mooney, Mooney, yeah, Mooney, Mooney. I thought you meant Tommy Mooney, like the old Watford striker from <laughs> no, about 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> he was shocking, Mooney. Uh, he was pretty bad as well. He Can, started off alright, though, <clears> didn't he? Scored oh, two on so debut, I think. Yeah, because yeah. um, I was at. Um, a wedding right on that day on the first day of the Premier League season and it was a Huddersfield fan that got married that day and on as he made his speech at his wedding Steve Mooney scored the second goal Huddersfield won 2-0 and his on his wedding day Huddersfield were top of the Premier League and he got married on that day and he was like I'm never going to forget this day ever and I was like well is he wedding day so you shouldn't shouldn't forget it anyway <laughs> and he was like yeah yeah but <laughs> yeah yeah definitely is a lot of these players as we've said have been Decent professionals, been quite good football players, but Apart from for some reason or another, it's just not worked out. For Someone me. like that, Lamine Sarko, West Ham, Sarko, yeah, or even Jean-Michel Seri for Fulham, who had a big, he had a big rap as well coming in. Yeah, was there's rubbish. been, there's he been won, loads. Best thing he did was he won goal of the month one one month, didn't he? He's got an absolute worldie. And that was pretty much all he yeah, did all season. All he did so. Fulham. Who's managing the team? Well, I was going to say we need a manager. We've spoken about him. I think it's got to be Avram Grant. He's a relegation specialist. I don't know how he's managed to get did he win the these jobs. League? Avram did he Grant got to the Champions, Champions League final, didn't final. he, with Chelsea, and then John Terry's famous slip off the post. Yeah, it's fine. Ah, that I was mean, in 2008, Roberto Di Matteo was, won the Champions League, so I don't think that yeah. makes a manager. But in terms of his contribution since 2010, he took Portsmouth to an FA Cup final, but got them relegated with a very, very... Modest to say the least, points or when was minuscule. Alan Perron at Portsmouth? Uh, that, was, that was 2006. I think <laughs> oh, right, was it? we've jumped the gun a little bit there. But he was shocking, <laughs> he was terrible. Uh, so Avram, and then he went to West Ham uh, and got West Ham yeah, relegated. So I think Avram grants a shout, but there must be some worse managers out there that we can think of. Uh, Steve McLaren, John Carver, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve McLaren, Steve McLaren, Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren for his accent, for his. Little yeah. island in the middle of his head. The where where island. Like he is the master patch. of the destroy and exit, isn't he? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Alan Pardew. No, I hate the guy. Pa- I'm not having Pardew. I hate him. Um, certainly for me, I think I'm from Grad so worthy because I just ne- I've never got it. <laughs> like I've just never got it. Even because obviously he was at Chelsea, and I was going, "What on earth is going on here?" And then like he wasn't even qualified for that job. Yeah, no, he? He, then he, then he, the he was like Ham. a director. He's like, he's like, that's the first I'd ever heard of him when when he went. Got how how job. West Ham thought after looking at what he did to Portsmouth and went, oh, we'll take him. He's like legit one of the game's great survivors of Ron Grant, though, isn't he? <laughs> I think he must like know Mossad or something. And he's like, part cockroach. He is, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's part cockroach. He, I just think just oh, Avram Grant all day long. Um, as for a more modern possibility, about Marco Silva. Oh. I knew you were going to say Marco Silva as soon as you said modern. 
Uh, no. He's rubbish. Short answer, he's no. rubbish. No. He's rubbish. No. He's rubbish. But though. he nearly saved Hull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did well at Watford. Did it, yeah. Got him to the... Uh, Dizzy Heights of 7th or 8th or something. Yeah. Wow. Well, Avram amazing... Grant managed Ghana from 2014 to 2017 until 2018, where he's been the interim manager of North East United in the Indian Professional Premier League, <laughs> Indian Super League. Carlton Cole Says and everything. David James are still knocking around in that league. Uh, David James. Well, uh, James has gone there. He was on Strictly last one. Kerala so. Blasters legends, him and Herdman Horidison. Wow. Two absolute Kerala Blasters legends. Tell you what, mentioning Carlton Cole there, that would probably be my honourable mention, purely because of the way West Ham released him. And then he went and played for, was it was it in India? And then they bought him back. Because they had no one. Oh, tell you what, we might be getting into choppy waters here. Maybe. I think Avram Grant takes the mantle on this one, though. Are we all in agreement? Yeah. yeah. Avram Grant yeah. is the manager of our four-four-two team, worst of the decade. It didn't so print off a picture of him because he's. Up let's there. go through <laughs> goalkeeper Claudio Bravo. Fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. I think all of these are Titus Bramble at the back, yes. along with Tal Benaim. We've also not, got not in the fullback Casey positions line, is it? Ali Sissoko, formerly of Liverpool. And Aston Villa, Andre Santos, the former Arsenal man, completes the back line. In midfield, Didier Undong. Undong. <laughs> Jack Rodwell alongside him, flanked by Ravel Morrison and Florian Tovan. And leading the line for our worst Premier League team of the last 10 years, our two strikers, Jotzi Altidore and David Ngog. Fearsome, fearsome 11. So that is a total of four players that used to play for Sunderland out of an 11. So not enough, really. But but it is is a horrible side when you line it up like that. How would they... Oh, it'd be horrible. Where do you reckon they would rank in the English football tier now? if 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 you put those 11 together... Um, with Avram Grant as manager, where would they be? Would they be like Championship, Championship League One? No, whereabouts? They'd, they'd be bottom of League Two because they'd have had a, such a points deduction for Dong and Rodwell <laughs> return, not turning up and refusing to play. Also, also FFP. Yeah, and they'd, they'd still beat West Ham though, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Christmas special here on Football Social Daily. Thanks very much for listening in. I hope you enjoyed our selection for the worst Premier League team of the last 10 years. Hopefully we're still here in another 10 years to pick the uh, the next worst team of the of the decade. Well, um, David and Gog will join us. <laughs> David and Gog. Yeah, 45. Special guest, David and Gog. Thanks very much for listening for the whole of 2019. Make sure you continue to do so in 2020. Make sure you hit subscribe as well if you haven't already and you'll never miss another episode. Uh, But my thanks to Stefan, to Phil and to Marley. I've been Niall and we'll speak to you again. Merry Christmas. Football Social Daily. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.